Well, hello there. What's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the Ring Man. I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. Hug Life, man. Hug Life, man, not Thug Life. What is this? Why is Bailey Thug Life now instead of Hug Life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole Welcome, everyone, to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast, who are proud to announce Bray Wyatt as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He's got the whole world in his hands. It's about goddamn time, right? Uh, I mean, he, he got the you deserve a chance, so, you know, he deserves it. He got him the night he won it. He got him on SmackDown. I think he's going to be getting it damn near everywhere. Yeah. Like so, dude, he. Oh, here's I, I haven't uh, been this excited about a world title win in a long time. I think this has yeah. so much potential. Probably, uh, yeah, actually, because I mean, like, right? Finn won it, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And like the past couple times, like guys have won it, I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. And this one, I was like, holy shit, I'm so excited about like. <laughs> yeah, like this. It, it, as long as they don't fuck it up, which is always the big if, you know, like. I would be really excited to see this go, like, at least until SummerSlam. Like, him just dominating. You know what I think helped? The fact that this is only his second title win ever in his career. Exactly. For his career, that's a huge idea. And, you know what? Another thing that I think, at least so far for me, has really made me feel very confident and really good about this is the fact that within one week, he has pinned AJ Styles clean and Cena clean twice who the yeah. fuck oh. has pin cena twice clean ever let alone in one week that's insane uh did you hear xbox comments on that no what, is, what did he say he said he was backstage at smackdown and cena was the one insisting that wyatt pin him again good so for all the cena haters out there i don't know how you can like hate this guy much more like 
well, I think people just need to be able to properly compartmentalize. There are parts of Cena yeah. that are shitty or parts of Cena's past that are shitty. And there are parts of Cena that are good. And, you know. Yeah. That's it. Um, but the other comments that I was very interested in was Jim Ross saying that now with the title win, he sees Bray Wyatt as being one of the biggest baby faces the WWE could have. What do you think about that? I think he has huge babyface potential, dude. Like, and right off the gate, even with this title win, he's getting you deserve a chance both nights. That's a face thing. That's that's what Ross said. Yeah. He was like, he's getting his chance. The whole entrance thing with everyone holding up their phones and all, like, you yeah. don't do that for a heel. Well, yeah, that's that's another part of it too. Exactly, it's the whole participating in the person's entrance is like a we want to be part of your entrance is a face thing. Yeah, and he's always had that with the Fireflies, you know. Yeah, and so I mean, he's. Like, but I think he's he's one of these characters that he he almost needs to he's almost beyond face and heel, he's just at least that's why I view he how he should be, he's Bray Wyatt, almost in the way that like yeah, Undertaker is just the Undertaker exactly yep, and then based yeah. on like a little bit of shading in the individual feud or certain times he can be a little more face or a little more heel because you could have a totally awesome face Bray Wyatt going against like the Authority, yeah oh yeah. Wyatt Family versus Authority? That'd be killer. But then he you could have, like... Braun back into the mix. Yeah. Real, realign with Braun. Have Luke Harper Bring in up, there. Uh, Cassius Ono, who's coming back now. Put him in the Wyatt Family, because I think he fits. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a big guy with a beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you know what? They should just uh, merge with Sanity and just become one super group. Oh, my God. But Dude, if you're a bunch be... of like crazy post-apocalyptic people, like it's kind of similar to a cult. So, Whatever. be the longest entrance ever. <laughs> you just have like ten guys come out, basically. At that point, if you had all those joined together, mm-hmm. the the Wyatt sanity. Wyatt sanity. <laughs> Why sanity? The Wyatt sanity. Oh Jesus Christ! The Wyatt sanity family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, I hate to bring down the mood a bit, but I think we definitely need to get this news uh, down off the top. We lost four uh, legends, I guess you could say, uh, of the business this week. Um, Chava Guerrero Sr., Avin Koloff, George the Animal Steel, and Nicole Bass all passing away within the past week. Uh, this was a huge hit for wrestling fans, man. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Nicole Bass is... is little uh i guess spotlight she had on her for her time in the wwe i think she definitely ushered in the the big woman era so to speak and like opportunities for girls like nia jackson all nowadays mm-hmm. uh but you you just cannot um take anything away from chava Guerrero senior ivan Koloff, and george the animal steel i mean chava Guerrero senior without him you have none of the guerreros so you yeah. don't get eddie you you don't get chavo jr um and he was one of the first ones i mean uh from all the stuff i'm reading all that like just brought that heavyweight cruiserweight uh style to america of like could be a bigger guy but still move like them um ivan koloff without him you don't have the russian heels (laughs) rusev would not be a a threat that he is today and george the animal steel i mean just a a great guy that was able to be a great heel but throw in that comedy as well Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so. like just yeah, exactly. Huge a loss amount of just amount of talent and minds to the business and just yeah, the legacies is yeah. It it's sad to see them all go, but you know, at least one thing I I can at least take comfort in in this one is that it's like they were all pretty old. You know, so it's like all right, at least they yeah. kinda like live yeah, full lives. It's not like a sudden like crazy like a you know, an addiction gone wrong or something. Exactly. You know? At yeah. least it's like all right. Because what George Animal Steel was like seventy nine, Ivan Call yeah. like seventy four, seventy five, like you know, Chavo up there. was up there. Um, Chavo was the craziest one. He got diagnosed with cancer just in January, and oh, shit. it already took him. Yeah, so damn. Uh, rest in peace to all of those. Yeah, well, that's even crazy too, especially in the case of like Chavo, just to think that you know it was like not even what like not even a year ago because it was in this season of Lucha Underground we saw. Him on TV, yeah. There with uh, Chavo Junior. Yeah, it's another thing I got to give him credit for. I mean, to have his career when he did, and then he came back and he had that run as Chavo Classic, mm-hmm. um, which I thought, oh, the feud that he had with Eddie and Chavo Junior in that time, oh, one of the best ones. Like Eddie definitely showed his heel side in, in that his true heel side, like not the funny one. Like where at one point he literally beat down Chavo junior in front of chavo senior while like chavo senior was like uh handcuffed to the ring ropes mm-hmm. and it got to be like one of those things like Ch- eddie like beat him down so bad it was like wait i actually kind of feel bad for the chavos like <laughs> like i'm starting to switch here but yeah uh so yeah yeah it's funny that happens sometimes. Will not be forgotten. yeah they definitely have a, a lasting impact like i don't think anybody's gonna replicate fully what the guerreros have done and continue to do for, like, especially, like, the Lucha Libre kind of style of wrestling. You Yeah, you do not have Lucha Libre in America without the Guerrero family. Mm-hmm. Or at least the impact that it, it has today. I don't know, it, it, pro- it just wouldn't be the same level, because I think Mysterio was huge, you know. But, he but then again, like, at, a lot of his the legacy heels. was... Yeah, right. he came yeah. in on the heels of the Guerrero, so, I mean... Right. Yeah, like, would he have gotten to that spot if the Guerreros weren't there, you know? Exactly, yeah. Uh huh. So, I don't know how to transition out of this, but over to elimination chamber. Let's just yeah. run through the cards, see what you thought. Because yeah. I thought it was actually a pretty decent show for the most part. Um, yeah, uh, didn't start off too well though. We no, had yeah, uh, like the Mojo Raleigh matches, poo. But yeah. <sighs> Mojo Raleigh just defeated Carter Hawkins. Who cares? Uh, yeah. uh, and then we got Becky Lynch defeating Mickey James. Uh, surprise, because I thought Mickey James was going to take this one. Yeah, I was surprised too because I I thought Mickey James was, but I'm also, I'm totally fine with that to be honest. Like I like yeah, that, and, uh, yeah, Mickey James. It looks like is more so just here to put over the other people, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think that should yeah. be her role. Like even if she's going to be around for a while, you know. And it looks like this feud is continuing because on SmackDown, Mickey gets the win back. Right, so that's fine. Yeah, you know, she, if you want to continue the feud, but then it's good to give the pay per view win to Becky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I saw it and I yeah. was like, oh. That makes sense. Like, I got it wrong, but I, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, another one was Dolph Ziggler being defeated by Apollo Crews and Kalisto, but Dolph getting the heat back by attacking uh, with a chair afterwards. Uh, my only problem with this was that this was then repeated, I think, like three times on this card of, like, the attacking after the match. Yeah, I, I had a lot of problems with this, to be honest. Uh so I loved that his idea was like, all right, I'm going to come out. I'm going to take out Kalisto so that I'm just fighting Apollo. That yeah. part was fine. 
them having Great. the match. Yeah. All right, they were starting to have a decent match. It was starting to kind of come together. And then, you know, Kalisto comes in, and then just immediately the two-on-one, he just loses. For the faces. Yeah, and it was like, and two, yeah, exactly. Faces teamed up on a heel, and the crowd reaction was totally off because they were totally behind Ziggler and were against Cruz and Kalisto, and then, you know, this, yeah. just beat the shit out of them, and they were like, thank you, Ziggler. Like, yeah. It was oh, like, yeah, that was, I totally forgot about that in my notes. Yeah, the crowd, he beats the crap out of Apollo with the chair, and the crowd chants, thank you, Ziggler. Yeah, not even, like, beats the crap out of him, snaps his ankle, like, just all this shit, yeah. and they're, they're chanting, thank you, Ziggler. Like, something is wrong, guys. Like, when you the psychology a match against a heel, and you have him lose, like, he should have won that match. He yeah. should have, you know, you know, he did the Kalisto thing, and then he just should have beaten Paulo Cruz, fair and square. Bam. Yeah. End. Have him do something really heal, like have him attack Kalisto with a chair before the match, then have the match start so it's just him and Apollo one on one, and then he beats up Apollo in the match and beats him. Exactly. Like all you had to do was just have him win the match instead and be a little more brutal. Like yeah. And then you know still maybe attack because him afterwards then, if you guess want. Guess what? But... Then you have the faces make a comeback. <gasps> what? Yeah, like you you actually garner sympathy for the faces. Yeah. Uh, like. It was it was so poorly done, but yeah. you know I, I can't feel like I just the booking was wrong. It's not like the performers did anything wrong. It was just yeah oh very true good point. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's just bad booking from the beginning. Um, yeah. Then we had American Alpha basically run through all the rest of the uh, tag teams in their match. Uh, the highlight being here that the Usos beat them up so bad that it looked like the Ascension might get the win for the tag team championships. Yeah, it was kind of interesting how they, they did this, because I liked that they actually gave, um, you know, Rhino and Slater a little bit of something to do. Yeah. You know, there's still a tag team that matters For on some SmackDown. Um, I, I would really like them to make the villains matter as well, um, you know, but yeah, I guess it just takes time to build these people up, because I think villains might be, like, a nice... Uh, feud for American Alpha at some point after they're done with, you know, the Usos or whoever, like, you know, it'd be good to build up another heel tag team. And uh-huh. between Brizongo and the Vaudevillains, I think the Vaudevillains have a little more credibility, I, I'd i say. Or at least they could, just look-wise, you know, and gimmick. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know what? The Vaudevillains might be better off turning face again, to be honest. So. Yeah, because uh, I don't think they, they can't. On the main roster, at least, they're having trouble coming off as actual heels. Yeah, and, and to be honest, even in NXT, you their most successful time yeah. at the time they were the champions was when they were faces. They were really over for a little while as faces, but they never got that much heat as heels. Yeah, because like, the people could get behind the goofiness of it. They're like, the vaudeville entertainment. And so people were like, oh, this is kind of cool, and got behind them. Exactly. Cause Whereas like, with the heel part, they're like, wait, what? Yeah, because, like, they really never did anything that was, like, truly that dastardly or, like, honestly that made people mad. It was just like, oh, well, I guess I'm supposed to boo these guys, so boo. <laughs> really feel the the heat behind that. But, yeah, the, I think they they work better as faces. They honestly should look at transitioning them, mm-hmm. I think. Because, honestly, like, what are they worth right now? Literally nothing. nothing. They were just another team that just got beaten in, like, what, a minute and a half? Or two minutes, maybe, by Rhino and Slater. Like, they were just garbage. So, it was like, do something with them. Anyway, but yeah, I thought the rest of the match, there were good parts of it. I thought the Usos did a nice job of, you know, taking out Rhino and Slater, but then 
putting the hurt down on American Alpha so that there was that drama for yeah. Ascension. Like the, 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 the fact they did a good enough job that people actually had doubt in their minds to be like, oh my god, could the Ascension win? The Ascension. Yeah. Who since coming up to the main roster have done shite. <laughs> One of them had a drug suspension and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the most notable thing they've done. And uh, yeah, so credits to the Usos. Credit to American Alpha. And yeah, yeah it was fine. Yeah, I honestly, I really hope this just sets up for the revival coming up and them being because it's like it would be the great story of American Alpha being like, all right, well, who else do we have as challengers? We've beaten everybody. Yeah, and then the revival would be like, Top we beat guys. you guys. You guys never <laughs> truly beat us in NXT because yeah. they overall beat the American Alpha in NXT. So it'd be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next match wasn't perfect. It was Nikki Bella versus Natalia, and it went to a double countout draw. Jesus Christ, this match was so fucking bad. Um, it went. I feel like it went on forever. I actually don't even have any notes for this match because it was just that bad. I just refused. Although one thing I do want to say that's really fucking, uh, I found I found funny on SmackDown following up on this whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the segment backstage where Natalia and <laughs> uh, Nikki are fighting a little bit and then security comes in because Daniel Bryan calls security and he's like pulling apart and he's just like he just starts losing his fucking mind yelling yeah. at them and he's just like you guys fight everywhere except for the ring we don't, <laughs> we're resolving this next week with a false count anywhere match Jesus and he just walks <laughs> up <laughs> oh my god him just losing it with the fucking Jesus thing like I thought it was the perfect little like his version of like the Ron Simmons dam yeah it was just like the little pause and just Jesus! <laughs> That's gonna be his thing now. I really want him to like follow up with that because <laughs> I like, thought people think like... people think Ron Simmons is gonna walk in, but no, it turns out Daniel Bryan instead of Dan, he's just like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, next up, we got a great match of Randy Orton versus Luke Harper. Um, match of the night. These guys. Uh, mm, Actually, you know what? That is hard to say because the Elimination Chamber was so damn good. It was so good. That's the problem. I'll give it the the best non uh, right. stipulation match. <laughs> okay, so just the second the, the second best match of the night. The second best, yeah. Um, these two just uh, used everything but the kitchen sink, I guess, in terms of moves. And uh, Randy Orton ended up coming out on top. But in this match, uh, Luke Harper definitely raised his stock. Oh, yeah. Like, to the point of he looks like he's not necessarily the main event guy, but he looks like he's just below that. He's that upper main event or upper mid card guy who's always a threat to the main event. Yes. Which is. And could e- easily make the transition. Right. And that's, that's ultimately kind of, I think, the best role for Luke Harper. He's almost kind of like the new Kane, in that Kane is never really the top guy. He can always be plugged in as a threat for the top guys or anybody on the card at any time. And yeah. if you need him to, he can hold a title for a little bit, but he's never really like a title guy. You yeah. Know? He's just a threat. Or a long-term title guy. Right. He can just hold it for a month or two. Except tag titles. I think Luke Harper could be a long-term tag team guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think Luke Harper is basically the next king. Yeah. And also appropriately, I think in a lot of ways, Bray Wyatt is the next Undertaker, at least in that functional role of just kind of being almost as like this beyond the normal wrestling universe as far as a character. Yeah. Like he just almost exists outside. He's like an outsider. 
And uh, they are kind of brothers, right? So that kind of works. Yep. So you have the whole Undertaker and Kane comparison. Exactly. Uh, next up, we had another surprising uh, win, which was Naomi winning the championship from uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, although, and I did not think they were going to do it at the pay-per-view. I thought she probably went on a SmackDown. But I honestly really like this because now you have the perfect drama of, well, can she keep it all the way to WrestleMania? Yes. And you have that because you have the hype around WrestleMania is in her hometown. She's going to be like bragging about it, bringing her family. So there's a lot of storylines you could go with with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them are doing really well at it. So, I mean, I'm fine with this feud continuing. Yeah, you know, she also got the big pop from the crowd of the You Deserve a Chance. And I yes. think they're right on that one. She really does deserve it. She's been putting in the work for years and finally actually like getting a shot everything just came together this year like yeah all of a sudden her her moveset she's gotten better in the ring she got that great gimmick going so what well, i yeah. think she's she's trying to cut loose a little bit more it seems like she's trying to be a little bit more herself which is yeah good. you know we we say this every fucking time how it's like ultimately the best characters are an extension of yourself just dialed up to like 11 yep exactly and uh yeah, I've talked to or I've heard some people kind of complain or worry about like, oh, are they shitting on Alexa Bliss? And I really don't think so at all. I think ultimately like this little taste of her having the title just help, I would think, prove in the eyes of management that it's like, hey, she can handle being the champion. Yes. Good. She'll get the title again at some point. Yeah, exactly. She can get it later and she'll do a great job. With yeah, it. she's young. She's doing well. I'm sure she'll hold that title or the other, you know, the Raw title many times. Uh, then we finally got the Elimination Chamber match with uh, Bray Wyatt coming out with the championship. But out of this, you had a great finish, I thought. So you had the storyline of Corbin and Ambrose, um, with Corbin attacking Ambrose and leading to his elimination. Um, and then you that, had the... Yeah, let me let me ask you this. How uh, oh, sure. excited are you for Corbin and Ambrose as a match? Uh, I'm excited that... Well, I'm just... All right, they have something. <laughs> that yeah, that's what like, I thought. So uh, there's a storyline. <laughs> you're just happy that there's something happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, and then well, I just I just like that. I like when storylines come out of the elimination chamber, basically. So I like that there was a story to the two eliminations, like mm-hmm. that it wasn't just oh, that guy pinned that guy for no reason whatsoever. Sure. Um, but then the ending is what I really liked. Because you had uh, the last three of Bray, Cena, and AJ. You had Bray take out Cena first, which was great. Because then the crowd knows, oh shit, we're getting a new champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that leads to better crowd interaction and just hype for the match uh, for the last two going. Um, and then you had Bray also eliminate Styles at the end to win the championship. And I think that's great. You had him eliminate Cena and Styles. He mm-hmm. he used the sister Abigail on both guys, so it puts the move over and it puts Bray over. Just great booking there. Exactly. Yeah, it put his furniture over and it showed that he can take out the two top guys on SmackDown. Yes. And that he did it clean. Like nobody else came into the chamber. Orton nope. and Luker. I, I was wrong on that one. I thought one or both of yeah. them were coming in, but nobody came in. No. Um, and then, oh, and then yeah. I should say, we we ended off the pay-per-view with Orton coming out and staring down Bray. So it led to that, like, ooh, what's going to happen on SmackDown? 
Yeah, because I thought for sure it was like, all right, well, now let's kick off the feud. But yeah, now we have this weird development of the him not fighting. Um, but yeah, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get one other thought on your um, from the elimination chamber first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the change in the chamber itself. What did you oh, think yes. of the new chamber? Loved it. Because yeah, this one is was bigger uh, in size, bigger. Like actual height and all that. But then they actually changed. If, and then they don't have the um the metal on the outside anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like an extended apron, basically. Right. Um. So, so I like that. Yes, it's safer for the guys. And I just like, I never thought that the guys were getting much pop from the crowd when they they did a back body drop on those grates on the outside. Like, it wasn't like people were going, oh, ooh. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then, yeah, for the uh, high-flying guys, the room at the top is definitely a lot better. Exactly. There's more room at the top for the high-flying guys. It's safer. And, the, you know, you're not wasting on those spots that nobody really pops for anyway. And yeah. the way that they designed the cage, too, I think there was more room for you to be able to see through. Yes, exactly. Whereas before, it was, it was a little harder to see into the cage. Pr- and now Production-wise, it was definitely right. a lot better. So yeah, a lot. I think this is overall a complete smart change for the cage, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited. I hope they keep Elimination Chamber as a, a yearly event because I always liked it, but now I yeah. think it's even better. It always added that like it was like a it was it's a great Royal Rumble file up a follow up. Uh, well, it's just because, it's like, just a fucking cool match. Yes, because like I said, as long as you have stories coming out of the eliminations, the order, the oh, it's just oh, I love every part of it. You know what? I would honestly almost rather have it not between um, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I would like to have it maybe in the summer sometime, like maybe before SummerSlam. Yeah. I think it'd be a really cool summertime match, you know? Well, it it debuted at a Survivor Series. Mm. Well, you know what? That kind of reminds me. Wasn't I kind of pitching to you at one point like a new Survivor Series main event that would basically be like all the Survivor Series matches that lead to the Elimination Chamber? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that was a good one. They should do that. Um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, so then we're going to jump into SmackDown now, since that's the continuation of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and what highlights do you have to start us off there? Well, I love that not only uh, you know, did we think about it, but that actually WWE brought in the whole... You know, they got the whole world in his hands thing for Bray Wyatt. Like he actually brought it up in his promo and used it in reference mm. to the title. Like he, like I think it was a perfect symbol of Bray Wyatt saying that I have the title, and as long as I have the title, I am the king of the world and of SmackDown and of WWE because I have the world in my hands and the world is the title. So perfect. does that it? It kind of gives like validity to his promos all this time. Right, like this is what he's been talking about, basically. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, yeah, it's a callback to all the way a long time ago when he was just singing the songs and doing all the shit, and just it's an it's a cool way for him to have like his own unique way of saying that, you know, because I have the title, I'm the best, because everybody yeah. kind of has their own little way of saying that, which is kind of like what you have to say as the champion, because that's the point of being the champion is yeah, you know that you're the best. And that's his little way of saying it because, like, oh well, the whole world is in my hands. Mm-hmm. So I just I love that he has his own thing, and uh, just how fucking over he is getting all that you deserve a chance. And honestly, at this point, like, I mean, we kind of talked about the whole, you know, him being a face or a heel sort of thing. Like, do you kind of think that with their booking, do you think they're going to try and keep him heel, or do you think they're going to try and venture into 
maybe having him be a face. I think they're going to keep him as heel for now. Mm-hmm. Because I think you're going to have the baby face turn of uh, Randy first. Right. And go up against Tim. So maybe like around SummerSlam time. Yeah. Do you think they might be tempted to try and turn him after that if they keep, if he keeps getting crowd reactions like this? Because I can yeah, almost see I like definitely. I honestly see I think what's going to happen is if, if he fights Randy Orton at WrestleMania, which honestly he should, then yeah. I think it's just going to be basically both guys are going to get cheered. Which is fine. I think that's great. <laughs> and they'll probably rush it and turn him face like right after WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then they'll do, and, well, and then he'll like run out to try and save people and talk about how he always loved the people. Like he'll just they'll completely mm-hmm. ruin his character as a face. <laughs> he'll be like I walk. He'll, I he'll get stuff. Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he'll 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 start like posting pictures of his family on Twitter. <laughs> he starts doing like corporate like comes out dressed in a suit like this is the real Wyatt family (laughs) (laughs) and that's when Bo comes out and like I changed him (laughs) (laughs) finally oh Oh, please all right we gotta stop we can't we can't get my we can't because we gave them serious ideas for festival of friendship so we gotta stop we can't say (laughs) shit they're listening (laughs) they're taking our free ideas they seriously are taking some I can't believe it um because the painting thing, I fucking called the shit out of the painting, dude. And they had the fucking painting. I saw that thing and I was like, oh, they fucking stole my idea again. They're listening. One of the interns is definitely listening to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's right Mick, dude, it's Mick Foley's son. I bet it's Mick Foley's son. Uh, <laughs> dude, all right, so it, I... I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but uh, I watched all the other episodes of Holy Foley. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In one sitting. What do, you, I, what, do you think of, what do you think of Frank the Clown? Man, what a piece of shit little <laughs> guy. Dude, all right. The other – all right. Before – most of the other stuff that he's sort of done, he's just like some dumb millennial kid. Whatever. But here yeah. is the moment where in my head this kid is a shithead. Just to, just to divert real quick. Um, so he, uh, and Noel kind of like semi breakup, not like breakup breakup, but it's kind of like a, we need some time apart sort of thing, which is because yeah. she's like getting serious about wrestling. So she's like, Hey, I need to like focus on this and you need to get a job or something. <laughs> you know? So it's like a mini separation. So during this time, he's like trying to put shit together. And so he calls up her brother. you the one that works at WWE as the writer. Uh, Has, Dewey, I think, right? Yeah. Dewey. Calls to have lunch with him. Yeah, they go out and then he's sitting down eating. He's like, all right, so like, what's your what's your thing? What do you want to talk to me about? And he's like, all right, so I have this idea. What if, you know, Noelle, when she's, when she's a wrestler and she's down there at NXT, what if, you know, she comes out there and everybody's cheering for her and then I come out in the full clown makeup and then everybody boos. And then, you know, she'll have matches and then like I'll cheat without her knowing for her so that then she's winning matches but she doesn't know that I'm cheating and then the crowd will boo. And then you know this, his brother's listening to us, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think that's a good idea." Like he just like <laughs> you know shoots this whole thing down, you know, because it's a fucking horrible idea. And what a selfish prick thing to do to like try and latch onto your kind of not even girlfriend's success and try and drag it down. You know what I mean? Like just what a scumbag move to try and do something like that. But then on top of that, and this is the very common man scumbag move. 
then after this whole thing, then he was expecting Noel's brother, who he invited out, to pay for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, dude, like, you invite somebody out, you pay for lunch. That's basic. Like, give this guy the check. And then he just walked away. <laughs> so I just came across a tweet, and it was like, WWE Network tweet, like, is Dewey uh, Foley looking forward to having lunch with Noel uh, Foley's boyfriend, Frank? <laughs> and Dewey responded, not even a little. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I... And I only got you know got to see the quick edits of this thing off of this TV show. Like I can't even imagine having to sit down with yeah. this fucker for the length of a meal. Oh my gosh! Put a gun to my head. This kid is such an idiot. Oh man. Yeah, but then he uh I don't know. At some point, he gets some sort of like little bitch job where he gets coffee for people. Which, in other scenes of this show, you find out that's essentially a lot of what uh uh McFoley's son's job is. Is, oh yeah, because he's just yeah. like a, a writer's assistant or something. Yeah, he's just you know he's just like the coffee bitch. Yeah. So. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a good breakaway. <laughs> All that you know, yeah. So we'll, we can stop talking about Holy Fall <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, it it was good. It should be a segment on uh each week you get to rant about Holy Fall. <laughs> I don't, I don't even think I have that many rants about that show to be honest. That's about it. Okay. Uh, just Frank the Clown is an no- annoying piece of shit. And uh, uh, one other thing that was kind of cool was that uh, so at the end of the whole season, like she has her tryout in NXT, and she so she's been like training for I think about like a couple months at this point, and yeah. she actually does not get in. Um, but then they tell her like you know we like what we saw from you, and I think with progress you could get in. So then they said like if you keep training really hard, maybe six months to a year, maybe you could get in. Nice. So it's like a not yet, but maybe later. Yeah. yeah and I thought not, that was good because it's like get in. they're not just going to throw her in because it's McFoley's daughter. They're going to, exactly. or at least, yeah. Well, Mick wouldn't want that either, right? Like, yeah, Mick has a legacy, so. I would hope so. Yeah. Um. So the only other highlight I have from SmackDown, because it's pretty much just some rematches from uh, – Elimination Chamber, uh, American Alpha getting the win again, Mickey James getting the win on Becky this time, and then we had the triple threat because Bray came out in the beginning, and then AJ and John Cena come out saying like they get des- they deserve their rematch, and so a triple threat is made for the main event, and Bray pins John Cena clean again, yeah. clean as a sheet, which was so fucking goddamn annoying earlier in the show when then like Cena was coming out and saying like it's like oh I don't know if you earned this title yet. It's like, it's like he pinned your he, ass he, clean, <laughs> clean. Bad writing, bad bad writing. Well, it's just no. That's typical Cena. They do that shit with Cena all the time, where he's just like, "You didn't really yeah. beat me." And it's like, "Yeah, I did." Well, actually, no, you didn't yeah. because nobody ever beats Cena. But <laughs> uh, in this case, he did. Maybe yeah. that was what happened. He was just so used to being able to say that nobody beat him that it was like, "Oh wait, did you actually beat me?" Shit, I forgot. <laughs> I also uh, another thing with this match was. I like how casually they're bringing up. They're like, oh, yeah, if Cena wins tonight, he's going to have the record for, like, the most WWE titles. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. wait, what? You're just, like, saying that casually? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he'll just, you know, he'll be a record-time champion. 17-time champion. Uh, it's, it, Ric Flair's had it for how many years? Like, yeah, yeah. who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the other things I had from this was uh, I thought Orton's whole coming out to refuse to fight, Wyatt was very carefully worded. Oh, and so carefully choreographed too. Um, like as he he's like kneeling down in front of him, and you think like 
you see it in his eyes. You're like, oh, he's going to jump up for the RKO. He's going to jump up for the RKO. Like, and it didn't happen. Like, except he was, he said specifically, what was it? That as long as you're the master and I'm the servant, I will not fight you at WrestleMania. So, exactly. All right, so, there we go. At some point, he's going to say, yeah. you're not the master anymore. Yeah. Like, he's going to lose a match or do something and he'll just turn on him. Uh, the other thing I liked about this, uh, the match at the end here was AJ went on Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan and he goes, he was like, so when am I going to get my rematch? You know, because Shane promised me a one-on-one rematch and I I was first in line, Cena was second, but then when he, he comes out, you give him the, this triple threat <laughs> and Daniel Bryan was basically like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he like, we'll whatever, like, whatever the logic doesn't make sense, he just gives up. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's all I had for SmackDown, though. Um, well, yeah, because on uh, on Talking Smack, then he said that they were going to have a number one contenders battle royal next week. Yes. So what do you think they're going to do with that? I think Harper wins, right? That would be interesting. But it, I, thought... I think because the way that he worded it on Talking Smack was that the, whoever wins this gets the WrestleMania shot. Yeah, so what I think happens is... is um like or in turns and then goes nope i am cashing in my shot mm-hmm. so do you think he's gonna have to take out luke harper at some point on the way maybe to like extra solidify um, that or where they make it a triple threat that would be interesting. i wouldn't be i would I, I wouldn't be as a fan of that but yeah i don't know if i'd be a huge fan of that either but that would be also very interesting yeah um I guess we'll just have to see fucking next week. Or it could yeah. be ended up just like being a fucking sham. Maybe that'd be yeah. a really interesting heel move, like right at the fucking end of it, like somebody's about to win. And then Orton's just like, oh, I want my shot. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> I, I That's what I see happening, though. Is Orton just being like, yeah, no, I want it now. <laughs> well, talk about somebody just uh, all of a sudden wanting something now. Um Roman Reigns just kind of comes out and demands whatever the fuck he wants, doesn't he? Yeah. Raw. And he doesn't get it. And he doesn't get it. Um, <laughs> but he does get, and this is this is one of the things that makes me mad about the, another thing that makes me mad about the Ziggler match was that with Ziggler, right when he got two on one, he was just done. Yeah. Um, but Roman Reigns can, you know, really easily beat both members of the club. The tag team champions. The tag team champions. He can just whatever fuck these guys so the guys that are supposed to be the best at these two people matches like can't beat up one guy guy nope they can nope. beat all the other two people teams but one guy no and it's it's also even worse because they already beat him down but then he just decided not to be hurt anymore and then beat the fuck out of both of them <laughs> So it's not yeah, even like he got the jump on them or something like they they got all the offensive. They on got him. the jump on him. It's they so hit. Awesome. <laughs> they hit him with like. Didn't they hit him with a chair at some point? I think so, maybe. And he just yeah, he just fucking wrecked their houses. So yeah, that just more rains bullshit. Uh, shitting on the tag division by extension, yeah. and then uh, we had the really fucking confusingly weird Emma slash Emelina angle. What? Can yeah. You, can you clarify on this so... one? What's happening here? So here's what happened. We can summarize it in one second or a couple, actually. And it's Emma, Emelina, I'm sorry, comes out and goes, you've seen my transformation into Emelina. Now watch me back into Emma. 
and walks away. That was it. Um, the rumor going around right now is that they did a practice of this segment with her actually being the Emelina character, mm-hmm. and that they just felt like she wasn't, it wasn't right or something like that. Like something didn't feel right about it. So they're like, they changed it to her coming out and just saying, "Nope, I'm going to go back to Emma now." Huh. You know what they should have done? If they were just if they decided they were gonna go back to Emma anyway. Yeah. Maybe she should have just come back out as Emma to like a huge face pop. Like yeah, just like even have the graphics stage. be Emma. Have the, uh, the old like the, the glasses, everything. The original Emma? No no no. Not bubbly Emma. Oh. I want sunglasses, sexy Emma. Gotcha. Cause I think if you just put that out with no context, people would cheer it. Yeah. I think if you just brought her back as Emma, she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And dude, that was the best incarnation of Emma. Yeah. Oh, please give me more of that, Emma. She was. So... Oh my god, she's hot. The gloves. <laughs> oh. And like the silver gray right, suit. Oh. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, the highlight of Raw had to have been the festival of friendship. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, um, the festival of like I've watched this a couple of times now. I went back and watched it. It's, so, it's a great segment. Sh- should we run through it? Yeah, let's take it away. Okay, so they come out and they're showgirls that come out with Jericho and Owens. They basically dance down to the ring, and right away you can see off the bat Owens doesn't look that into this. No. Um, they then have uh, Jericho reveal uh, a couple of gifts. The first one is. The two of them intertwined, kind of like a DNA model, <laughs> oh, is the best little, way I, I could just. No, no, no! It looked more. Like, it was like a couple making out. Yeah, but it they, it had that weird like twist to it, so that's why I thought of like, oh, DNA. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, I see what um, you're saying. Well, you've yeah. got that science brain, so that's why you think exactly. That. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, DNA. <laughs> yeah, ooh, DNA. <laughs> I'm like, no, um, man, that's sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he reveals uh, a painting. Where it's basically uh, Michelangelo's painting on the Sistine Chapel, <laughs> but it's K-O- Kevin Owens is God and Jericho is Adam. <laughs> that thing was fucking amazing, dude. Like I and Owens had the best line of he's like, "You can hang this up in your house." And Owens goes, "I have kids. I can't have this kind of stuff in front of them." <laughs> and I think Jericho responded back with, "He was like, it's art. You don't have to have pants." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. God, dude. I, I just love that they had the fucking painting. Like, I called the shit out of the painting. I'm so happy. <laughs> so then we get Friendship the Magi- Magician. Oh, my who, God. Friendship the Magician. Uh, pulls, pulls out scarves out of his mouth, and <laughs> Kevin Owens does not want his scarf. Um, <laughs> and says that Friendship sucks as a magician, so he's thrown on the list. And then we had my probably highlight of this segment in terms of Jericho was talking about Goldberg, and it said he's going to get, and they cut to commercial. And as soon as they come back for commercial, he goes, it. (laughs) So I would love to know if he sat there the whole time during the commercial break waiting for the it, or if they did what they usually do of, like, hyping up the crowd. And so that when it came back, like, the crowd was ready for it. But, oh oh my god. I'm sure they did that, yeah. (laughs) I just died at that. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love that so, moment. And then, you know, bringing out Gilberg. Yes. Yeah, so Goldberg is supposed to come out, but instead we get the return of Gilberg. 
That was hilarious. Do you think uh, this is a one-off, or is Gilbert going to come out a few times? Like, Do you think like Lesnar might use him in a segment with like, Paul Heyman? I've heard that I've heard that Lesnar might use him, too. So we this might not be the last we see of, Gil- of Gilbert in 2017. Oh, my God, dude. No, no, no. I just thought of the fucking perfect thing. I have to add this in my WrestleMania lineup. Hold on. All right. Keep, keep okay. talking. I just have to add okay. it in. I don't know where it's going to go, it. though. Uh, Gilbert comes out in his great entrance with the sparklers and everything. Um, and then Kevin Owens attacks him right away. And then you have Owens saying, like, Chris has gotten him all these gifts. And he uh, doesn't know what to give him because he only has this one gift. And it's a new list. And Jericho sees, he's like, looks at it for a second and goes, wait. I'm on this list. And then he turns the list. This was so well done. Turns the list a little bit so the camera can see that it says on the back, the list of KO. And then all of a sudden the crowd goes nuts. And Kevin Owens attacks Jericho and absolutely destroys him. And this was just the epitome of what we wanted out of this feud. Yeah, I dude, I love this moment. Like, Every single little tiny aspect, even like the cinematography of how they had, you know, the present coming out, and then Jericho's reading it, and it's like, yeah, that that little heartbreak moment. Like I know it was coming, but my heart little it broke just a little bit when he said, "Why is my Wait. name on this?" <laughs> and, and then, then you know, he's like, holding it, and the, you know, the camera can see that it says the list of KO. Like oh, it's perfect. See but Jericho that, can't like, see it. Oh, oh, perfect. So yeah, and and. Owen's got heat here because mm-hmm. he just destroyed him. And he was very appropriately brutal. Yeah. And I think it got the crowd in the right direction. This feud's going to be great. And I think this is great because now you can have Owens versus Goldberg and you can have Jericho out of the picture until after that. Yep. And Sell it, this injury. And it's perfect into why Owens turned on him because, you know, Jericho you know, finally kind of said the thing that sent him over the edge of like the, oh, you kept the title every time because I helped you. It's all because of I, of me, of me. Yeah. You know, and Owens is like, no, you know, I can't rely on anybody. And then he's going to lose the title because he's by himself. And then it'll just add more fuel to that fire. Being like, see, like you took me out and it's over and then you lost the title. Exactly. Um, so yeah, great segment. Um, another segment uh, I skipped over by accident was uh, we have a replacement for Samoa Joe's opponent for Fastlane, and it's going to be Sami Zayn. Yes, yes, we skipped over um, that. And I'm so Sami Zayn gets a win over Rusev. Um, they had a pretty good match. Uh, yeah, it was a good match then, for Sami. Yeah. Then afterwards, uh, Joe's music starts playing. So Sami obviously is he's walking up the ramp, so he expects him to come out from the the back. But then Joe uh, blindsides him uh, from the side. He like came off the side of the ramp. Mm-hmm. And just beat the crap out of them. Another great uh, beat up segment. Yeah, and I thought this was just a really perfect. Uh, like this is going to be a really nice transition, I think, in that you know it keeps Samoa Joe busy, and it's the perfect person for him to go after. And it's it's good for Sami Zayn because it builds more sympathy. Like builds anytime... more sympathy for Zayn. Mm-hmm. Zayn can take the loss at Fastlane and he'll be fine, um, because the win for Joe is going to mean a lot more. Um, and this feud so far, their promos have been great because mm-hmm. it's been keeping the Rollins and Triple H feud uh, alive. Like yeah, Sammy's and... brought up, he's like, I'm not 
I'm the opposite of you. I would never be a hitman. I would never clean up anybody else's mess. Like, mm-hmm. like going after Joe for that and Joe being like, well, I'm going to take you out just like I take out everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as easy as that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for it, especially because, like, I would like to ultimately see Sami Zayn get a win at some point, but definitely not for a while. Like, maybe not even part of the first part of the feud, but, like, maybe way down the line at some point, it could be, like, bring it back, like, it harken back to, like, you know, all those times when Samojo beat him down, and then it's like, oh, and he finally got a win on him. Yeah, maybe sometime in the summer. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, way off. Like, and just build the seed now, so that then it can pay off later. Because mm-hmm. Samoa Joe needs to just exactly. go on a fucking tear and destroy yeah. everybody for a little while right now. Coquina clutches for everybody. Coquina, yeah, exactly. Coquina clutches for everybody. So then we go to our main event, unless you have any other uh, highlights from Raw. Uh, nope. Let's All go right. on to the main. Oh, you know, actually, one other thing I did want to say, uh, just because Tazawa yeah. was on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to say, Tazawa, dude, I think is doing a really great job of just kind of getting himself over. Even in these yeah. tiny short matches, and he, without speaking, he knows English. he knows how to work the crowd, man. Like he, I, he's he's just a perfect example of that. Charisma doesn't always necessarily come from speaking in promos, and it it can just come down to you being a damn good performer. And you don't need that yeah. much time. He's getting all these like what five ten minute matches at the most. Yeah. Um. Well, just goes to show you. I actually heard uh, Alberto Del Rio was on Sam Roberts for podcast this week. And he had a great line of like, when he first got signed, he goes, uh, he was like, I was pissed off that I was going to be sent down the developmental territory. I'm like, why would you send me down there? Like I'm, I'm big in Mexico. I'll, I can obviously transition over the WWE. But he said like how much it did help him with that of like learning how to get over in like a WWE crowd. Mm-hmm. And he said that, um, uh, I thought it was a great point that Sinkara didn't do that. Like when Sinkara got signed, mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh no, you don't need to go to developmental." And then look how fa- like flat he fell. Yeah, <laughs> on the main roster. And I was just like, I was looking at that. I'm like, this guy must have like. That's probably why they kept him. They didn't bring him in right away. Like they let him get used to the system and stuff like that. And now they brought him on TV, and he's doing great. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, uh, so on to the main event then. Yes, the, uh, Bailey the... versus Charlotte Flair. The premature win. So Bailey gets the win here after uh, we had interference from Dana Brooke, but then Sasha comes out and makes it even, and Bailey finally gets uh, uh, Bailey to uh, yeah, Bailey to Bailey on Charlotte and pins Charlotte, winning the championship. I mean, therefore, it's like Charlotte's tenth time losing the title on Raw. But still undefeated at pay-per-views. Yeah, what a fucking weird direction for this to go, dude. Because, like, I'm trying to look at this as just as, like, the match itself, like, in a in a vacuum, was really good. Um, I think, like, if they had dialed it up just a little bit more than that, give it, like, five or ten more minutes, and then that could be their WrestleMania match. Yeah. To be honest. Um, but, and I would like for it to be no interference. But... Um, this is too early. Yeah, way too early. And not as significant, right? No, not at all. Like like she, she, she needs yeah, to be able to beat her at WrestleMania. Yeah. And at a pay-per-view, because, like, you know, not only is that the bigger moment overall, but then within the narrative of Charlotte and her title reign and stuff, her whole thing with 
Sasha was the well Sasha could beat her on Raw but not on pay-per-view. So Bailey needs to be different. Bailey needs to get the one big win on the pay-per-view and beat the pay-per-view streak. Mhm. You know, and you know, losing on Raw even if that had been through like a little bit of cheating or whatever would have been perfect because it would have built more sympathy for Bailey and for the title win at WrestleMania. And I really, really hope that they ultimately go with the storyline of like Stephanie McMahon coming out and reversing the decision or something like that. Like, because Sasha came out and hit her with the crutch that it's like, Oh, look, you know, there was all this interference, you know, with Dana and with Sasha, we need to throw the match out. So the decision is reversed. Charlotte retains the title. Or maybe not even there's reverse, just the match is thrown out. Like it like it never happened. Yeah. So then Bailey still technically has never won the title. Because that would be a great heel moment for Charlotte getting the title back. Great building sympathy for Bailey of like, no, I had the title, but now it's gone. It's it's the classic Dusty finish. And playing in with her whole uh, you know, thing with Dusty. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Because um, ultimately, yeah, they, they so, need to they need to make that that this was not the title win. Exactly, because you need to have Bailey get that title at WrestleMania. You need to have her beat Charlotte's streak. Because I don't know how much longer you can have Charlotte go with this streak and have it like pay off. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. They need to end up because the other thing too is the more that you think about it, doesn't that concept really not make that much sense? Because, like, how many more people no, are there really at pay-per-views versus Raw? And it's, like, the whole concept is, like, wait, so it's just, is it nerves? Is it, like, she's just bigger on the big stage and that's when she wins? Because otherwise it's, like, if you can beat her all these other times, then it starts to destroy the reality of it. Because it's, like, well, it doesn't make sense that then all of a sudden only on these pay-per-views you can't beat her. Like, yeah, and just, then like, she yeah. Lo- she's losing it all the time on Raw. Right. Oh, so it's, like, how credible are her wins even on pay-per-view? Right, because then it was like, oh, well, maybe Charlotte can only win on pay-per-view and she just always loses otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what yeah. they do with this. They need to stop this nonsense. It's what they need to do. <laughs> they need to just have Bailey uh, basically lose the title back to Charlotte through the whole like chicanery of what we're talking about here, of the reset the match. It never happened. And then if mm-hmm. they have another match before WrestleMania, Bailey needs to lose. Uh, but then at WrestleMania, she wins. That's it. Exactly. And then Charlotte uh, needs to win some fucking matches <laughs> on Raw. <laughs> not just pay-per-views. Not just pay-per-views. Well, actually, she would need to win them on Raw and then lose on pay-per-view when she rematches with Bailey. So, Yes. There you go. Need to need to turn the train around with Charlotte. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Raw then. Basically, just yeah. Bailey's win is too early. And it's, I think it's kind of embarrassing. Unless they do, because if they don't do this storyline of taking it away, then this is a huge fuck up. If they do take away the title from her, then this could have been really brilliant. Yeah. Because that's a good move. Of. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't criticize so soon. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a. If they Give follow this up this way, it's good. If they don't, which is yeah. the, you know, very big chance that they won't. Yeah. Um. And for NXT, I think pretty much my only big thing was that... Uh, actually, you know what? I got to see. I think DIY's promo, this is probably one of their best ones. Oh, uh, yeah. Getting just, like, really pissed into the whole, like, you know, let, we want the titles back from Authors of Pain. And then, you know, 
Paul Elrig coming out and saying, you better make peace with the, with ones, the ones you love. You love. And then he was like, yeah, I love you, man. I love you. All right, yeah. we made peace. <laughs> that was a great one, yeah. That was a that good was moment. Like, that was fucking hilarious. And then, uh, yeah, Bait and Seven, I think, had a killer match. And yeah. A really great showcase in how to have a slower style match where moves mean a lot. You work on body parts. You work on body parts, and you build Multiple to big body parts. Exactly. Like you... Tyler spent so much time working on his neck, then he moved to the arm, and all the moves were, uh, yeah, made sense basically for that selling. Yeah, and like I like that. Uh, so, for example, one particular spot with Tyler Bate that he does is the whole uh, airplane spin, and it's a, it's a really great spot actually. Like it's it's an interesting spot, and yeah. it, like it takes up a lot of time. It gets the crowd into it, and it's it, it's a great underdog spot because it's like it's like wow, holy crap! He can actually pick that guy up. He can spin him around, and then he starts to get woozy, you know. And then he goes down, and then bursts back up. So it's like that build spot of a high energy, and then it has the effect of you know he's dizzy, the other guy's dizzy. Like there's just there's a lot to it. It's a great transition move. It's a great build up move. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's well done, and it's yeah. it's astounding that like he's found such a good spot already <laughs> and so oh, many yeah. good spots and he's so young both of them um, well i was this was trent seven is like 35 oh wow yeah tyler bates 19 he... and like T- pete dunn is like 23 24 something like that um well i just found out actually that when this match was uh aired that it's uh so it's the united kingdom champion against the progress wrestling champion Trent Seven just won their uh, title. Oh shit! So it was a true United Kingdom Championship, I think, match. Hmm. Well, it was it was interesting in that they at least um, on commentary they were building up about how they were talking about how they are tag team champions. These two in progress. Oh, they did mention progress. Wow. Yeah, they said they Ray right now because uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven as uh, Mustache Mountain are the progress tag team champions and they talked about it how they're tag team champions in progress wow so yeah i was like holy shit they're like really going for it so that that really almost makes me have to think like it's great like do you think progress might be one of the uh like they actually might sign up with wwe and actually be on the network i mean if they're talking about them they've got to at least have a good relationship because like you were talking about how at one point weren't they saying they might put on a few uh other indie promotions onto the wwe network yeah it was it was in their survey they said like would you if you did this tier system mm-hmm. like basically where like the cheap the cheapest one you only get like a couple pay-per-views or things like that um the next tier you get like basically everything and then the tier after that would be you get everything on the network plus some indie uh promotions mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean it's pretty fucking cool. I'd do it. Yeah, for a couple bucks, like I'd probably do it. Uh, uh, I just wanted to throw in. We also got uh, the teaser for the return of Cassius Ono to NXT. Yeah, big old Cassius Ono coming back. So I think NXT is definitely making their way back. They're definitely recuperating after losing some of their top guys. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, All right. So you want to hit me with some <laughs> WrestleMania cards? Yeah, so uh, a little project I put together um, was putting together a, a mock WrestleMania card of what I think. I think this is 
be trying to follow what they're doing and optimize based off of what they seem to be doing. Uh, so this is, I even have times for this, for like how long everything works out to be for the main show and the pre-show and everything with entrances. Uh, so pre-show, we start with New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus versus Enzo and Cass versus the club for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Altogether, this whole thing... Is it, is 20... This is on the pre-show, right? This is the pre-show. This is the first match on the pre-show. Okay. Uh, this whole thing goes 25 minutes. Uh, and then you've Good got... Time. All right. And then you've got Naomi versus Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James for the SmackDown Women's Championship. 30 minutes. Okay. Then you have the Cruiserweight ladder match, which is going to have Neville, Rich Swan, TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick... Cedric Alexander and Jack Gallagher in a six-man mm. ladder no, match for uh, the title. No, with Tozawa or uh, Grand Metal Week. Uh, if they prove themselves in the next couple of months a little more, maybe they can take one of these guys' spots. But I thought six that's, was enough people. That's why he did it with a pencil, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's, always, that's, that's the joke of uh, Jim Ross always tells the joke about <laughs> bookers. He's like, you always book with a pencil because it has an eraser. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so 30 minutes for that as well. Uh, and then you've okay. got the first so match. Assuming, I was going to say, I'm assuming you're doing these all in the pre-show to give them the time. Right, yeah. Get a little more time on the pre-show. And yeah. just, you know, they're, they're kind of hype-up matches, like multi-man matches, like big spots with the ladder, all that crazy shit. Uh, then the first match on the show proper is the Andre, Battle Roy- uh, Andre Memorial Battle Royal. That goes 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing I added in there is like a specific spot. You would have to have Gilbert and Ellsworth have a spot in uh, Andre. Yes. In the Battle Royal. Where they academy. eliminate each other? Yeah, like something like that. They fight or eliminate each other. <laughs> uh, That's great. After that, you have the... Oh. Oh, what? Who do you have winning that? Sorry. Oh. Uh, I don't have winners for some of these, but you know what? I probably... <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That's the only one I didn't really pick, but I'd probably have Luke Harper win that one. Okay. All right, let's see. Uh, three-way for the Intercontinental title with Ambrose versus Corbin versus AJ Styles. Oh. AJ going for the ice T title. Okay. Yeah, because there's... I refuse to have him do a match with Shane McMahon. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't like it. Also, I think it brings some prestige to the IC title. Yeah, and actually, I would have him win the IC title. Okay. Uh, like I think at least probably... him and Ambrose could have a decent part of that match. Yeah, I think he would end up pinning Corbin. Like they of would, course. They would team up a little bit, and they'd pin Corbin. Because so. also, I don't want Corbin to win the IC title, which I think he probably will at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give that, yeah, give that 25 minutes, and then you have... Uh, American Alpha versus The Revival for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. You give that 30 minutes. Let them just tear down the house. They know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> they got this. They got that. Uh, then you have, of course, uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Give them 20 minutes. And then Cena proposes. And then... Yeah, yeah, just, you know, whatever the fuck. Stupid shit. You know what? <laughs> That'd be fucking funny as shit is if... Uh, Oh my god, I would love this. Alright, this would be the perfect troll moment. Like, after the match, you know, John Cena wins, and then, you know, Nikki comes out, and they're celebrating something. He gets on one knee, and then 
he like pulls out a box or something and it's empty and she just like is confused and looking at him and he just jumps up and plays his entrance music like waves his hand in front of her it's like you can't see me (laughs) and then he just like runs off up the (laughs) ramp and like gets a whole bunch of hoes and there's just like a big train of models the godfather comes out the hoe train and cena goes out with him (laughs) <laughs> he hands her like a move at like a little thing saying she has to move out. <laughs> That's what's in the box. <laughs> oh my god, the list of Cena. <laughs> Why is my name on this? <laughs> That's an eviction notice, baby. <laughs> oh my John god, Cena, do you want to come on the hoe train? Yes, <laughs> I do. Do I want to come on the hoe train? <laughs> Oh my god, dude, that'd be the greatest heel turn of all time. I would just... That needs to happen now or I'm going to be so upset. I would just turn off the TV and be like, well, wrestling is complete. I never have to watch WWE again. The greatest thing that just happened. Which is really sad because I want to watch Bray Wyatt have a great title reign, but, you know, it's never going to be greater than John Cena just shitting on Nikki Bella in public. The circle has ended. (laughs) It is now complete. Uh, yeah, so we got that, uh, and then we have Jericho versus Owens for the U.S. title, 25 minutes. Nice. Uh, with Owens, obviously, winning the title. Uh, and then you have Charlotte versus Bailey versus Sasha versus Nia Jax in the Raw Women's four-way title, 35 minutes. And you have <laughs> Goldberg versus Lesnar for the Universal title, 15 minutes. Oh, that's a long Goldberg match. Well, it's it's a fifteen minute segment, so that's <laughs> okay. with the entrances and stuff. So they probably have like five minutes each for each entrance because they're gonna have a big elaborate entrance. So the actual match itself is gonna be like three minutes maybe, because <laughs> you have five minutes entrance, five minutes entrance, three minute match, two minutes walk out. All right, <laughs> done, done. Then uh, we move on. Reigns versus the Undertaker, thirty minutes, and then Wyatt versus Orton. 40 minutes. Main events, WrestleMania? Main events, WrestleMania, in my booking. In my optimization of what I think they're going to do. Because I tried to go as close to what I think what their matches are going to be. But I just put them into what order they're going to be, I think, and what what I would do for them. So should I uh, come up with a WrestleMania card as well and see how well each of us does? I mean, if, if you want to. This is yeah. a lot of work for I feel like no reward, but that's okay. <laughs> the, that's... Re- <laughs> the reward is watching wrestling new. <clears throat> well, the reward is that when I go to watch WrestleMania, then I can have this and be like, I booked it better, and I booked it better months ago. <laughs> and this is this is also me not accounting for Rollins being in this, because I Very assume true. that he might be injured, because otherwise, you know, obviously Rollins and Triple H will be in there. Um, yeah. actually, at this point. Yeah, like who actually you know what? No, I guess the person I would have to have winning the battle royal would have to be Strowman, not Harper. That's probably what I had in mind at first. Mm. But yeah, now like Samoa Joe needs a match at WrestleMania though. Like, do you think just have Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn go all the way to WrestleMania? Yeah, I guess see how the match goes at Fastlane. And uh mm-hmm. decide from there. We could do that. Or like, does Finn Balor need a match? Like, they have so many fucking guys that need Something. There's a lot of there's there, a lot of question marks. There are a lot of mouths to feed at WrestleMania this year, dude. <laughs> a lot. That's why of it's mouths. gonna be an eight-hour show. Oh my 
my god. It, it and that's not even an exaggeration. It literally is going to be an eight hour show. Five hours of show and three hours of pre show, right? Exactly. Jesus and then talking Christ. mania afterwards. <laughs> talking mania. Yeah, so like when I timed this out, everything added up to being uh, six and a half hours. That's usually what WrestleMania is. Yeah. Two hour pre-show plus four hour card. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Woof. All well, right. We'll like, see. We'll see whose WrestleMania sucks more, mine or theirs. Uh, <laughs> we shall I see. I don't know. I'm trying not to get down on it because I... I th- I'm excited for WrestleMania. I think, that, I think, I think they're just, gonna do. Yeah, ultimately, I think their their biggest problem is there are too many good things that need to happen, and I just don't know if they're gonna be able to get it all in one card. And if they'll yeah. be smart enough to do enough of the good things, which is always the issue. But, yeah. yeah, it's always the percentage of good things. Yeah. So, uh, let's hope for the fucking best. Uh, I yeah, Elimination Chamber was pretty good. So if this is a sign of things to come, then. Yeah, hopefully WrestleMania will be just we'll see as how good. fast lane goes. Yeah, I'm All just right, gonna be so sad because like I know that Owens is over at fast lane. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Goldberg. <laughs> All right, you gonna plug us up and uh, head us out? Yeah, I'm starting to feel it. All right, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, please check us out on social media: Super Smart Brothers on Facebook, at Smart Brothers on Twitter. And supersmartbrothers at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out. See you all next week. Oh, yeah. And sorry this came out a little late, by the way. <laughs> The whole world.